Hey, what the suck family? As you may have noticed, we recently switched to Anchor for our podcast hosting needs. That's right. We were using another site that had us paying 20 bucks a month for services such as unlimited uploading, unlimited hosting, and distribution. Anchor will distribute your podcast to Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, and many more, and they do it all for free. They make it super easy to create and start your podcast directly from their site. You can record and edit directly on the Anchor website or app directly from your phone. It's your one-stop shop for everything you need to create your own show. They will even help you find sponsors to fund your project. Just go to anchor.fm and get started today. There really is no easier way to do it. The plot is centered upon an extraterrestrial... Extra testicle? This is the last... I didn't come here to think... What? No! You suck! Oh my god! Hey folks, welcome back to What the Suck. This is James. And this is Chris. And we are back with a 1964 science fiction film directed and produced by, and starring, I might add, Vic Savage. Today's film is going to be The Creeping Terror, also known as The Crawling Monster. Both generic, generic names. Yeah. Uh, I have actually seen this movie before. I don't know if Chris has or not. I have not. You have not. Good. You're in for a treat, brother. Awesome. I'm excited. Excited. (laughs) Yay. Can you hear the excitement? Yay. Woo-hoo. All right. The plot is centered upon an extraterrestrial slug-like creature that attacks and devours people in a small American town. New York? Nah, yes. that wouldn't work. Widely considered to be one of the worst films of all time. <laughs> I love when these things catch me off guard. Yeah. The Creeping Terror has attained a cult status. All right. Yay. Ooh, we love cult movies. Now let's run the credits. We are directed by Vic Savage, produced by Rick Savage. Yay. Written by Robert Siliphant. I think he's a sycophant. Sycophant, Siliphant. He's got syphilis. And starring Vic Savage, which means he directed it, produced it, and couldn't find it. anybody to star in the motherfucker. So no, no, he, he wanted to star in it, but he couldn't find anybody to direct it or produce it, so he had to do it himself. Because he's the only person who'd put himself yes. in the movie. Okay. Now, we also have Shannon, which I thought for half a second there it said Shaquille. <laughs> <laughs> but this was a little bit before his time. Yeah. Shannon O'Neill, William Thurlby, John Caruso. It's narrated by Larry Burrell. It's oh, fucking Lord, narrated. It's narrated. What is this, The Grinch? Now, I don't remember it being narrated, but it has been a long time. You're a shitty movie. Yeah, Creeping terror. It's more like, why the fuck am I here? Look uh, at the shitty movie we're so watching we'll now. See. Well, it is 1964, oh, so they wow. probably paid him about four, $500. Yeah. Uh, music is by Frederick Kopp. Cinematography is Andrew Janik. Edited by Vic Savage. Oh, Lord. Again? Yeah, he's all over this picture. Production company is Metropolitan International Pictures, which I've never heard of, and I don't think they even exist anymore. Sure, they're out of business by now. (laughs) Distributed by Crown International Pictures with a release date of November 20th, 1964. Holy shit, we're like five days off the anniversary. Oh, shit, we sure are. 
Holy Damn, shit. Damn, running time of 74 merciful minutes. Thank That's, you, Lord. I love that these older movies are so short. I do, too. You know? it, it works well because then we don't have to be clever. You know, we don't have to come up with too much clever shit. The synopsis we never do reads anyway, so. as such. A mute alien creature, what do you say? Lands on Earth in a NASA rocket and starts ingesting people. Lovely. Now, how the fuck? Wait a minute. He, an alien creature lands on Earth in a NASA rocket. Tell me how the fuck that happens. He either catches a ride on it like Venom does. He carjacked or that bitch. they picked him up on a space rock. That's right. Get You know, the, the <clears throat> spacecraft goes behind a uh, freaking asteroid or something. All of a sudden, get out the car, bitch. Damn, he got space jacked. Yeah, space jacked. A newly married deputy sheriff. A handsome scientist and an army special unit managed to defeat the creature. Why do they have to have the qualifier of handsome scientist? <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck does that matter? It a doesn't matter. special unit. Okay, yeah. Okay, what's your MOS? I'm a 42, uh, 42F. That's a monster, uh, what, alien creature specialist. I'm a, I'm a 53CUNT <laughs> handsome scientist. <laughs> It is eventually revealed that the spacecraft containing the creature also contains another similar creature that gets loose and <laughs> Damn. as soon as the first one is stopped. So apparently they kill the first motherfucker off the boat. So the next one gets away. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> the well, second creature is eventually defeated as well. I mean, now, why in the fuck would you divulge that in the synopsis? Because it's 74 minutes. And that's pretty much the end. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The people, they don't, I don't know. I have no idea. I have no response for that at all. I suppose. Here we go. Now, we have some fun facts and fallacies. According to rumors, a more impressive looking monster, they may, maybe they should have went with that, was originally designed and built for this movie. However, only a few days before shooting was to begin, the monster <laughs> was stolen. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, pressed for time and, and out of money. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Director Arthur Nelson and his crew hastily threw together the infamous pile of carpets monster <laughs> that, that, appeals, that appears in the film. Holy shit. Now, I love that. That threw me the hell off, dude. I didn't even see that. I knew it. <laughs> now, now, just so you all know, <laughs> Director Arthur Nelson is also Vic Savage. He goes by A.J. Nelson. Um, in the movie, even though his name is Vic Savage. So, like, in the credits yeah. it says, directed by Vic Savage as A.J. Nelson. Yeah. By the way, he is also the newly married deputy sheriff, not the handsome scientist. So he didn't think no. enough of himself to make himself the handsome scientist. I'd have, been, I'd have made myself the most smooth, pimping motherfucker yeah. in this bitch. I'd have been dolomiting that motherfucker. That's right. All right, well, let's get to the um, rating system. Here. Yeah, let's do that rating system. As everybody knows, our rating system is based on shit emojis, and it is inverted, meaning that the more turds the movie receives, the, the worse shittier it is. The shittier it is. Amen. So we got we got one out of five. That will you will keep that in your queue. Those are your new classics, the ones you want to watch over and over, and you will get endless enjoyment out of them. You know that these. You know you definitely gonna. Watch these are the these. ones we fully recommend. Absolutely. Two out of five shits. Watch these only with friends who really enjoy shitty movies. It's not for everyone, but it's best with a group who like to riff on uh, movies and play a drinking game, which we are very fond of doing. We yes. love that. These are the ones we mostly recommend. Absolutely. Three out of five. At least share these with friends. 
Watch them only if you have nothing better to do and prepare to drink heavily while watching. These are the ones we recommend half the time. Pretty much. Four out of five. This is the slippery slope. This is where it starts to get a little nasty. You're going to watch it. Slope is slippery with shit. (laughs) Watch it once with your friends. Trust me, that will be enough. These are the ones that are so strange. You may not want to see them more than once, but at least you want to share your misery with your friends. These are the ones we barely recommend. Barely, but we get a lot of these. Yeah. I think we've had a lot of four turds. I think so, yeah. Now, five out of five, the top of the shit heap, the fica de la matter, worst of the worst, only bring these out on special occasions, forced double dates, the in-laws are in town, you want to run them off, and when finished, you want to remove it from your memory with some mind-altering substance or blunt force trauma. That is my favorite. You know, balcony dive, slam your head in a garage door, you know, go out in the street. And any of those, yeah, any of those. (laughs) These are the ones that we will rarely recommend. Absolutely. So with that being said, my friend, anything new in your neighborhood? No, everything's going good. Um, everything. Uh, we got another guest coming on next week. Yes, we do. Um, and then a week after that, we have another guest. Um, yes. So it's a pretty exciting time. Yes, it is. Uh, and then not long after this comes out, uh, y'all be on the lookout for James and I new podcast called State of Fear. Yes. Now, unfortunately, we won't be quite as witty and clever. This will be more of a... I wouldn't say unfortunately. I would say <laughs> it's a its a different kind of podcast. So yes. it's basically every episode is going to center on a different state and on a different topic from that state that is either paranormal, supernatural, weird, strange, or just downright scary. So anything, basically, if there's something wrong with your fucking state, we're going to dig it up. Yeah. So whether it's normal, paranormal... Anything from cannibals to serial killers. So every episode will be a different state, different story on that. So be on the lookout for that. Again, you'll find it anywhere you find our podcast on any of the platforms. Again, it's State of Fear. Um, be on the lookout because uh, your state is scary. Absolutely. And we That's will it. be posting details for that as well on our yeah, social media. Absolutely. And with that being said, my brother, let's, let's say we get to this uh, review. Let's do it. I mean, this one. Yeah, now I think I realize why the fuck it is I haven't seen this movie in like thirty damn years. Yeah, because once really is enough with this motherfucker. Yeah, it's it's okay. I'm gonna roll with it. I'm gonna try not to do any anyways. 
But this review is going to be brief, folks. I'm going to go through this as fast as I can because this movie was literally painful. I mean, at least there was some death. You know, I had to give uh, it that. But, geez. <laughs> this movie, there, there is not one redeeming fucking fact in this movie. And this movie suffers from showing the monster way too much. Uh, way too much. Yeah. I, I mean, at least leave some mystery, but nope. I mean, my nope. God. Okay, well, our movie Creeping Terror begins, of course, with, unfortunately, the best part of the entire movie, the stupid-ass creepy music. You know, the typical 1950s bullshit music. Yeah. Uh, it was probably the best part of the whole damn thing. Um, narration, by the way, is stellar. I mean... Yeah, that's another but, thing. <laughs> so, this fucking thing is like... 75% narration. Yes, and that is highly annoying because you see the people talking, but you're like, they're not letting the dialogue go. So it's like they told the narrator, okay, you read this. We're going to pay them 50 bucks less each because they're not actually going to speak. Uh, it's real stupid. Oh, my God. Okay, so the, the alien arrives in a giant football. Yes. The stupid thing surrounded by... What I think is the my other favorite part of the movie, which is the sound effects of the ship itself. It's like watching an episode of Star Trek. Now, I understand this movie predated Star Trek by about two years. Yep. Uh, but yet, I, obviously, they were using canned effects, mm -hmm. canned sound effects. Then uh, we open up with a hand-cranked door. You know, the reason I say that is because you see the door coming up on the spaceship, but it's jerking like somebody's pulling a rope. Like, hey, hold on. I got it. I got it. I got it. And out emerges a guy in a sleeping bag dragging an area rug. I mean, this... <laughs> this thing, it looked like a burnt-up, reject, <laughs> dragon, like, puppet from a Chinese festival. Yes, that caught fire because of the fireworks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like he was walking yeah, along and exactly bursting into flames like. because some motherfucker hit it with a with a rocket. Mm -hmm. What what I found yeah. entertaining about this, if I can even use that word, mm. is the fact that this motherfucker was having trouble with the terrain walking. You can see the poor guy up front, yeah. dragging all this shit. I think it's him and like six stagehands yeah, underneath I think so. the thing holding yeah. it because mm -hmm. uh, you can see bodies moving, you can see it all rippling and stuff. And mind you, this is dusty, hot ass California yeah. desert. Well, not fuckers, even desert really, but it's it's out there a little it's bit. Wilderness. Yeah, and it's hot. And these fuckers are underneath that thing for how many hours a day? I don't know, but the whole movie took place in the direct sun. It appears because and apparently within like a five mile range, <laughs> because that fucker didn't go anywhere the entire movie. No, but you're sitting there watching this thing creep over the train. You see the guy up front walking. You can tell it's a guy. Of course it is. Because like I said, uh, we said in the uh, preview before we did the review, uh, the original monster was stolen. I would give anything to see what that monster looked like because this okay. piece of shit. <laughs> so that was a rumor. I think that's a rumor that Vic started because there wasn't actually another monster before you him. Think this that? this you, is the only you, monster they had, but he realized it was so shitty that if he didn't make something up to redeem himself... The cast would walk up and just kick he him in the, the nuts. The laughing stock. So he made up some bullshit excuse yep. about the original costume being stolen. Okay, so we 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 uh, jump to the scene where Sheriff Vic and his gal arrive at the crash site because they're told by uncle his uncle Ben, who's another deputy sheriff, yeah, that there was a crash right down the road and let's let's go get in here, let's go. And 
by this time, the, the entire story is being dumped by the narrator. They're not letting any of this develop. The There's... narrator is basically telling the whole fucking movie, bef- a lot of it before it actually there happens. There are probably 50 lines of dialogue in this whole fucking movie. Yeah. Uh, that are not lines. that are not, and we find our heroes. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Dialogue, not not narration. Yeah. Dialogue. There's 50 <laughs> lines of dialogue spoken by the actors, and then the rest is all narration. And speaking of the deputy Vic and his gir- his wife, I understand that, that he's newlywed, but this motherfucker takes that bitch every fucking where he goes. I would think yeah, on well, duty in his patrol car throughout the entire fucking movie, she is there. Right next to him, even when he's going to a crime scene. Well, he, he I guess he just whipped, brother. That's he just but, whipped. That's besides, I, I, maybe, I guess it's small town rules, whatever, but why the fuck would you want to go put your wife in danger when you're going to a crime scene? Well, they paid this bitch $100 to be in the movie, so they said, bitch, you're going to be in every scene. <sighs> it's just, it's it, he, <laughs> bad, bad script writing, bad story writing. It's, oh my God, every fucking where that he goes, she goes. It's just like, yeah, well, let me oh. see if I can guide us through this real fast. So Uncle Ben decides he's going to crawl underneath and go in and see what's up. And you hear the most idiotic screaming completely fucking stupid monster noises which sound like a bunch of tigers ripping apart a steak uh he goes i mean really really fucking corny and then he goes silent and you're like well he's dead so these two idiots calmly walk back to his patrol car and making a making you know they call it in they're Mm -hmm. way too calm yeah instead of more deputies showing up we get lieutenant clinton morgan and the Washington State National Guard showing up to investigate in a farm truck with U.S. Yeah. Army painted on the door. Yeah, it's super, it's super cheap. <laughs> fucking cheap. Not knowing that the creature had already actually escaped. So when they got there, they they made they set up a perimeter, started right. looking after things. You get all the cool Star Trek noises, all that shit. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, the creature, well, like I said, has moved on. And he now approaches a couple in the woods. Mm-hmm. Our first, our first victim, so to say. Yeah. And dude up there trying to bust a nut, <laughs> <laughs> and he's completely ignoring the fact that this snarling monster is approaching. Then again, she notices. Yeah. Starts to panic, but he's not paying attention to her. Whoa. She's like trying to get out from underneath him and shit. It's because he thinks and the he, rumbling's coming from his pants. And he and he thinks and she's like, oh my god, oh my god, and he thinks, oh man. Uh, I must be good. I, I'm doing my thing here. I'm doing... I'm, I'm the man. <laughs> well, this brave soul gets up and leaves. Yeah. He literally leaves his woman laying Fucking on the ground. Loser. But yet she just lays there. Yep. Staring at this thing approaching it like what, a half mile an hour? If that. You know, if that. Yeah. And it consumes her. Slowly. After a long, ridiculous, slow, it, it should have been, it might as well have been slow motion. Yeah. It was like two minutes of her batting her hands at the mouth of the monster and all this shit and a looped scream. It was the exact same fucking scream. Played over and, and over. over. Yep. Yeah, and he finally gets her, does away with her. She mm-hmm. gone. So it moves on. And at this point, after they leave, uh, you know, after the scene changes, monster's gone. He's eating his first, eating his first peoples. Yep. The narrator kicks in, which he, he kicks in and he basically dumps the whole fucking story. I mean, literally, he's telling us everything that's going on because they are not letting the actors 
actually deliver lines. No. They're mouthing something in the background, and he's in the foreground over the top of them narrating Terrence. the story, and it is highly annoying. Yeah, there's like this, like 50 lines of fifty di- fifty lines of spoken dialogue in this and movie. And honestly speaking, I remember seeing this movie a long time ago, and I do not remember this fucking happening, but it is... It, it it makes your ass cheeks crumple up. Yeah, it is. I was, it is hard as hell to watch. It's very hard. Uh, so we get 15 minutes of absolutely nothing. Nothing. And unwant- And then we get, uh, they have a little scene there at the house. I guess, what is it, uh, Deputy Vic and his woman are at the house. And they got another guy comes over. And we get a nice little lecture on 60, on the 1960s uh, merits of marriage, matrimony, and bullshit. Yeah. It started sounding like a damn like documentary film or it something. It did. It did. After school special. Yeah. And I was like, fuck this. I've been there twice. Yeah. I don't know. I don't need nobody to tell me shit. So let's talk about the uh, baby's butthole real quick. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to be like, what? <laughs> All right, so we roll the next scene, and narrator, very graciously, of course, intercedes yet again, introducing us to Miss Betty Johnson. And it sounds like an old 1950s, you know, coffee commercial or something, because he's like, and she's doing this, and she's doing that. Well, anyway, this lady is out. I love this. This is great, because <laughs> I'm going to be hearing this shit, and I'm going to be like, <laughs> damn it. Go on. Well, anyway, she's in there looking at... Did I say anyway again? <laughs> did say it again. <laughs> I'm so fired. Go on. Oh, go my on. Lord. Go on, go on. So Anyhow. Betty, Betty, there we go. Betty Jo, <laughs> <laughs> Betty jo Johnson. Betty goes in to check on her crying baby after saying goodbye to her husband, who drives the fuck off. Go on, dear. Blah, blah, blah. But of course, we don't get no dialogue. No, that we care. Uh, goes in to check on the crying kid. Uh, baby's rolling around. She feels of it. So, oh, you got a temperature. So she grabs a thermometer, and you see the th- the hand go down with the thermometer, and it comes back up. There is no thermometer. Mm-hmm. Then it shows the kid still crying, mouth wide open, no thermometer. And he's on his side. And he's on his side. So we all know that she done cornholed his poor That's kid right. with a thermometer. She done made him a, a uh, thermometer popsicle. Then she pulls it out to check his temperature and actually wipes it off with tissue. I love it. And I'm hoping to God they didn't actually do this in the motherfucking movie. I'm, per- I'm sure they didn't. That would be disgusting. <laughs> that would be disgusting. Intense about the child abuse. So this idiot goes outside after she tends to the child and foolishly begins to hang laundry again and is approached by our rug muncher. Very slowly. And very slowly. Very, very slowly, and sits there and stares at this motherfucker, doesn't move an inch, and all you hear is one scream, it's off-screen kill, you don't see jack shit, and then it goes back, and there's just two sheets blowing in the breeze. It's full of sheets. And then there's a crying-ass fucking kid. Who you know is dead. You, you know starved dead death. meat. If, That's right. if daddy don't come home in a couple hours, dead. Dead. Uh, Quick scene change. No, you know, no introduction. We actually didn't get any narration at this point. Yeah. Uh, but no, let's note that when there's not narration, there's either a couple of lines spoken or there's probably about five to ten minutes of, like as in the scene with the kitchen and the, the deputy and his wife, there's yeah. like five to ten minutes of no words spoken and everything is done through action and it is the most boring fucking it aspect is. of the movie. It is. So we go to this late, this... uh. This 350-pound grandpa and... Nope, I'm getting ahead of yourself. Do we get ahead? Oh, no, you're right. You're right. Here, I went ahead. My bad. <laughs> Go on. So we switch scenes yet again. Monsters on the move. 
We've got a 350-pound grand, grandpa. <laughs> looking like looking I like, could, I could tell you. looking like Newman from Seinfeld. Looking like Newman, yep. And our little boy, his Bobber. Retar- his retarded son. Bobber. That's his grandson, I think, is what is they it? said. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because uh, there was a call later on about that. But oh, anyway. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. That boy ain't right. Anyway, Bobby runs into the woods chasing a lizard and is approached by the rug muncher. And is summarily dispatched. And then Grandpa, in pursuit, goes looking for him and falls into a creek. So he's marinated, and yep. Monster gets a nice, nice meal there. Nice and I'm sitting there going, how in the hell did he get that big motherfucker in that little mall? Because the, the, the mouth of this thing is like the size of a cat door. Uh, I'm sure it expands like a snake's jaw. I suppose. Yeah. So anyway, Grandpa and Bobby are dead. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm a little late there, but I get it. (laughs) Which brings me to an important observation. Nobody, and I mean nobody, in this movie fucking runs. No. Everybody stands there while this creature moving at the speed of smell basically walks up to them and slowly pulls them to the ground, which is stupid because you can tell they're just laying down in front of this thing and slowly sucked in. Again, because the director did not tell them how to act because he's not a director. <laughs> and so they had no idea how to react to this piece of carpet moving by itself. Very true. Then we get probably the stupidest kill of the entire... Well, second stupidest. Yeah, yeah. There's one coming along later that's even stupider. This is really dumb. You've got about, what, 11 hippies? About 11 hippies. Sitting out there in the woods singing a song. Kumbaya fucking y'all. The monster approaches... Starts at one end. Nobody gets up. Mm-hmm. Nobody runs. Yep. It manages to eat all 11 of these motherfuckers. Now, let's also point out the fact that at the end, it's it, it's down to the guy with the guitar and one chick. The guy with the guitar pushes the chick into the monster. <laughs> That's right. Okay? Because, again, no chivalry in this fucking film. Nope. It's like, that. everybody for themselves, bitch. And then proceeds to attack the monster with, with his fucking guitar when it comes after him, which does absolutely nothing to it. Nothing. And he then El- he's eating. He thinks he's El Cabong. If anybody yeah. ever remembers that old cartoon, Hanna-Barbera yep. El Cabong. Cabong. He tries to smack this thing, but doesn't hit it very hard because nope. I guess he don't want to mess up his shit. Yeah. And he gets eaten, and it's done. And he gets eaten, he's done. Guitar laying on the ground. They come up, find, you know, what happened here? Well, you had 11 dumb motherfuckers sitting around on their ass, got eaten. And they didn't make any attempt whatsoever to get away. At this point, we're getting pretty much the same shit over and over and over. Yeah. It's approaching things. Nobody runs. Slowly. Slowly but surely. Lots of outside shots. Real, ugh. Speaking of only outside Fucking shots, lame, the next scene. What's what's up with this next scene, James? What was so fabulous about this next scene? Nothing really, but okay. since you mentioned it, all right, <laughs> I did mention it. Let's go on. We end up in a, I guess, what is it, a four H club or a VFW hall or something in in town, and we got a bunch of hippies in there dancing. These, these well, actually like, not hippie they're hippies. Yuppies. They're they're yuppie types. That's yeah. true. And you got a bunch of, you know, shiny pants and go-go boot-wearing gals dancing right. and stuff like this, getting down. And we hear our monster, it it's even says it in the subtitles in this particular one. It says, monster shrieking, but you can't hear shit because the music's going. Yeah. And what is it, like 200 yards away? Right. And it's approaching slowly. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, wham, yeah. this motherfucker is right 
instantaneously in the damn thing. Instantaneously. But before that, we got six (laughs) six solid minutes of cutaways between the the fuckers in the dance hall and the monster outside. (laughs) Six (laughs) minutes. And not a single, not a single shot, not a single sc- uh, screen time of that was devoted to seeing the monster break its way into the auditorium. He didn't break. He just, he just, he was just on the floor. He instantly appeared in on the floor. And at that point, when the, when the people see him, do they run? No, chaos does not ensue. No, it does not. It's organized <laughs> chaos. <laughs> they all compact themselves in one corner. Conveniently for the monster, except for you. two fuckers, except for two of them. That's right, sitting at the table, and them motherfuckers don't move. A they don't muscle. move at all. Yeah, they just sit there. Everybody else is piled up against the back wall. It's fucking hilarious in that regard. At least there's something to laugh at. They're all piled up in the back, not moving, making it very convenient. Monster pins them all in the back, starts eating motherfuckers one left and time. right. At least one motherfucker did jump. Yeah, jump yeah, over a table. Jump. Yeah, he tried. He to. got the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, and then the two bitches, the two fuck, the, the couple that was off to the side, right? The, the monster's not even facing them. They're just standing there watching the monster move. They don't fucking leave. And then the monster turns around, comes back towards them. And what does the guy do? The James? guy throws his woman, pushes her right into the monster. What is up with the with the the, the message of domestic violence in this fucking? I movie? have no idea, but it didn't work because it swallowed that hoe. And then it turned around and he got his, got sorry, his ass. stupid ass too. You saw his fucking leg hanging out. Fuck That's that right. guy, man. And that was, by the way, that whole dance floor scene, the entire thing took fifteen long, agonizing fucking minutes. Yes, and it very, very, ugh. yeah. I'm telling you, man. This 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 so, was a this was a shitty pick. Yes, it was. <laughs> it was very shitty. There's there's shit all over this fucking thing. Then we go to. What I used to like to call, what I call inspiration point. If anybody's ever seen the old show Happy Days, uh, where they have that little plateau up above the city where all the teenagers go with their convertibles, and everybody gets up there and makes out. Yeah. But you had an observation, didn't you, Chris? Yeah, well, so I think, uh, because I I have seen other movies with uh, quote-unquote inspiration points. And um, what time of the day do teens usually go to inspiration points? I would say usually they want to tap that ass about 10, 11 o'clock at night, maybe. Okay, so so it's pretty dark. Pretty dark, It's yeah. isolated. You want it's, privacy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but uh, in this movie, what time were all the cars at Inspiration Point? High motherfucking noon. Hey, how do you know it's high noon, James? Because, as you observed, my friend, the cars cast no shadows. The only shadows... <laughs> are directly under the cars? Are directly under the cars. Yes. So this is high fucking noon. Yes. There's no AC. They're in these closed up cars making out in direct ass sunlight. So fuck that. Anyway, yeah. monster shows up <laughs> and dispatches all them motherfuckers. Except. Except. Yeah, I was going to get to that, bro. Well, you said all of them. You got to make sure you clarify that shit. That's true. We finally... Have one motherfucker. We don't even get introduced to his character. We don't even see his face. But he does smoke a pipe. No, it's a pipe smoking motherfucker. No, no, because that guy's watching the whole time. <laughs> that. So yeah, we, we forgot about that guy. Some some pervert, in by himself in a car, rolls up to Inspiration Point, and starts watching these motherfuckers make out, smoking his pipe and smoking probably his spanking pipe. his shit. So the, yeah, spanking, <laughs> smoking his pipe and spanking his pipe. Right? That's right. And so after the monster kills one one couple in the car, he goes after this other car, but that car takes off. Yes. While the spoke the smoke piper stroker is like, still I was like, watching. Eureka, finally somebody gets it. Yeah. Hey, you see the fucking carpet muncher approaching. 
run. But then, but then we get another instance of domestic violence, don't we? Yes, we do. The twenty-three skidoo. Skidoo. You know, that's what spray painted on the motherfucker anyway. Monster goes over there and goes to attack their car, and he literally shoves this woman violently into the fucking, uh, I guess, into the door. Yeah, into the door. In that door jam or whatever. She slams her head and is out fucking cold. It was fucking terrifying because like, we were geez, like, what, what the fuck the is fuck? wrong? Fucking California, man. What the yeah, hell is wrong man. with the guys out there? Bunch of damn woman beaters. Oh, shit. Well, once he dispatches them, he uh, actually he goes after them mm-hmm. and he uh, flips the car. <laughs> <laughs> That's some funny shit. He flips the car, and then... The damn monster actually flips the car, shows a little flex, and then it looks like it goes down to get them, and it looks like it's actually fucking the car for a second. <laughs> when it's trying to pull them out of there, it's like, uh, uh, bitch, uh, get uh, Who uh, that? Who that? What's my yeah, name? Yeah. Like, What's my name? <laughs> That's right. Oh, shit. Yeah, so then he kills those. He kills, <laughs> he kills 23 Skidoo and his hoe. He takes them out, gets rid of them, then we go to the next scene in which the Salvation oh, Army, the Salvation Army, led by Lieutenant Clinton Morgan, attacks. They go, they find the monster in the ravine, attacking 23 Skidoo. Well, actually, he's already finished his attack. Yeah, he's, he's eaten both of them. He's coming out of the ravine. So these idiots close in on the monster. The whole squad. The, the whole damn huddle squad. Huddle up together. I mean, like right together. Huddle up, start attacking this motherfucker, shooting it. And I, it looks like the monster just says, you know what? Fuck y'all. Yeah. Because the bullets are having no effect. It looks like it gets pissed off. It charges up the hill. And they literally, this is the dumbest kill scene in the whole movie. That's why I call it this. They lay down in front of this thing. Yeah. They literally lay down in front of it. The guys in the back even lay down. And you even, uh, you even. Uh, ah! Yeah. Yeah, there, there, there's one guy Shit. who is not even in the monsters. Like he, he's on the side of the monster, but he's the way he's laying down is like he's being attacked. He but looks he's like not. he looks like an army man. Somebody yeah. knocked over, and he's yeah. just laying there. He's, he's not moving, but he's not being attacked. He's got his gun over his head, and he's just laying perfectly yeah, still. But he's not being attacked. And what happens? He the, eats the whole fucking platoon. Yep, eats the, eats the fucking platoon. Worthless. Except for except for the lieutenant, because the lieutenant like uh, apparently goes back to. The truck, and that's when he pulls out his grenade. Yes. That was in my notes, too. They finally kill this motherfucker because the uh, Lieutenant Morgan gets pissed off because they killed all my men, damn it. And so he charges this motherfucker and falls down for no fucking reason. Yeah, but he, he pulls a pin on the grenade, flaps, he, he releases true. the flapper, yes. and he's he, he's got this grenade for like fucking 30 seconds. He releases the, the yep, he, that's right, he pulls the pin. Releases the spoon, it clicks off, that, that grenade starts cooking, and it's old school pineapple. Anybody yeah. knows grenades knows you got five to seven seconds yes. before that thing goes kablam. Yeah. He must have been holding that grenade for 38, 40 well, seconds. No, he, so, <laughs> so he held it for, because I counted it by the thousands. He, he held it for about eight seconds, and then he fell. And dropped it. And the, he dropped it, and it was still there for another six seconds. At least. Before he threw it and it went off at before the Before he threw it, he went off. And we got Ikea carpets all over the fucking All over the field. place. All over you the know, place. Yeah, he did. That's right. He took out the first one. It's a fucking rug That's store. That's good. So once that takes place, they head back to the ship. 
because the scientist dude finds some sort of transmitter in the remains of the creature. That's right, he does. And he's like, "What in the blue fuck is this?" So, th- so then, I wish, of course, he doesn't say it. Nineteen. I, w- I wish he did. Yeah. Oh, gee. Yeah, so then was- he he runs back to get the army truck, but halfway to the truck, for some unknown reason, <laughs> he fucking stumbles <laughs> he and just falls. Fucking falls. Nobody. So you know, I you, I think I realize why nobody in this movie runs because yeah. people that do run, they fucking fall. Nobody can run in can run in this fucking movie. That's it. Now this fucking moron goes back to the ship, goes inside. And somehow manages to set off Explodes. a fucking explosion. Yeah. And comes out. He's fried it's to fuck. Up. He's all fucked up. He's burned. Yeah. But he manages to release the other IKEA monster. Yeah. There's two. There's one in the ship. So now there's so another one. So here comes loose. Rug Muncher number two. Yops. That looks even bigger than the other one, I think. And so, but let's let's go back real quick. Going back to our earlier point, when he takes off in the truck, the the sheriff, the deputy. Uh, the, the the deputy's there on the ground. The sheriff's looking over him with his wife there. Yeah. And some other dude. And the sheriff's like, uh, he may need some help. You might want to go after and help him. And so what does this fucking deputy do? He goes to go help him, but he drags along his fucking wife with him. He takes the wife. Again. Again. I guess, you know what it is? You codependent motherfucker. No, I think I figured it out, brother. What? In case he gets fucking cornered by this fucking monster, he got monster bait. Oh, he's gonna He'll throw his, throw his he's gonna throw his wife at him. At him. That's he's right. He's gonna throw his wife at him. Because wow. everybody every guy in this movie with a woman uses his woman as a shield. That makes sense because there's no other reason to have her with him. So all you're the coming with time. me in case this motherfucker attacks me, goddamn yeah. it. You're going first. Okay, what, so what then, a guy. So then they release the monster and then what happens? I forget. I th- I think Out I, of nowhere. I think I fell asleep at that point. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> well, anyway, monster number two is closing in on um, Oh no, no, no. He he's not released. No, I was gonna say. He, no, the monster. Oh yeah, gets yeah, out. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. He does. You're no, right. the monster's out, and he's fucking, going after you know Doctor Fuck on the ground. They're all burned up. Yeah, I don't even know his name anymore. I don't even care. Yeah, is laying on the ground. The monster's approaching him, and out of nowhere, here comes Deputy Fife and his hoe. And his hoe. That's right. Slamming into this motherfucker with a car. Boom. Took it out. And that kills him. Gone. That kills him. That fucking the, kills the him. The monster is dead. So then, so he, he, here's the ending in this scene, and, and, and this is another example of how this movie just fails on all aspects. So after they hit the monster, right, they they run over to the doctor who who's dying, okay? Yep. And normally at this point, the doctor reveals some information, you know, and he's he's getting close to death or whatever, and and he reveals that the... The, the, the creatures were gathering intel on humans to find their weaknesses. And then when they die, yeah. the transmission will commence. So then, it's like when they cease to exist or they stop, all the information they've been transmitting to this football will be sent back to the home planet. It's going to be sent back to their home planet. And so he, he tells the deputy to go in there and destroy the, the machines. But the <laughs> deputy's in there for like 15 fucking minutes, can't destroy any of that shit. He He's, fails. Well, why does he fail, Chris? What is he doing? He's banging it with his fucking gun instead of he's shooting it. Pistol whipping the fucking computer panel yeah. instead of shooting the motherfucker. Yeah. So then he comes out. Okay, he comes out to tell, to tell the doctor that he failed, and to and to learn about the implications of what might happen. All of this is meant to be a very dramatic, very like scary, very sad yeah. scene because you're getting you're getting the the story of him failing. You're getting the, the idea that more monsters are coming, and then you're also dealing with the fact that the doctor is dying. Yep. But instead of instead of playing that out with well-written dialogue and and good acting and wonderful direction are you, you fucking the, kidding me dude after you get all the, this you expect that you get the fucking narrator telling you everything that's being that's going on right now and 
Well, in conclusion, this movie fucking blows. Yes. And, and Thank he, you for wasting an hour of your life. It all emotion. And, oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Well, anyway, movie over. And the problem is... Even <laughs> had to get one more Yeah, in you there. did, I guess. Even the ending... Oh my was God. long. It it panned to the sky. <laughs> it was there for the, like the, the camera moved to the skies and it was there for like thirty seconds. A, a thirty seconds to a minute. We're like, what the fuck? Are we gonna see another ship coming <laughs> or what? And then fades so, black or something. We get, but we nothing. get a the end and thank God this piece of shit ended. This movie fails on every fucking level. Every level. Now, with that being said, I'm gonna go through this real quick. Go for it. Acting go for it. didn't exist. The fucking narrator stepped on everything. The story. Would have worked had they done it right. You know, the premise of something coming down from space, consuming humans to analyze them for, I guess, a future attack or something. The premise was okay, but you didn't know any of that. All you see is the Ikea muncher, the rug muncher, running around killing motherfuckers for no fucking reason. All the information comes out at the end. They didn't do that right. The uh, script, pathetic. The acting, like I said, didn't exist. Direction, <laughs> there was no, none no absolutely crappy this is easy for me this is an easy five turn it, it is not it, it was even crappier than i remember it i guess my standards were much lower 30 fucking years ago i mean i know this is what we're doing but this is one you're going to want to watch it and drink yourself silly yeah or or like i said go bash your head through a wall somewhere i can't do this no more what you got, brother? Yeah, I'm going five. This 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 movie was so bad. It is almost as bad as Zozo. Yes. Almost as bad as I Am Zozo, which was our only, one and only six so far, which is something we could not recommend Yep. Or a- at all. This movie was almost a six. The only thing that saved it was the fact that Vic Savage, this motherfucker who wrote, produced, starred in this motherfucker, <laughs> clearly had some sort of passion for this. Yep. He he tried his damnedest with what he was given and what he created and this shitty costume. There was a costume. There was at least a monster. And there was at least death, which we saw none of in Zozo. And so the the as bad as it is, the passion still shows through, and that's what kept it from being a six, but it is clearly a five. Yeah, and that's what pissed me off about it is the fact that they didn't let the actors act most of the no. movie. It was no, it all didn't. mostly all. narrated. Yeah. And like I said, I didn't remember that aspect of it, but that was highly annoying to me. It's a hard one to get through, guys. So, I mean, you yeah. watch it once and then fucking... You, you might get a laugh out of it. There are some parts that are that are giggle-worthy, but the movie as a whole is tough. Drink it's... yourself into a dude where's my car situation where you don't remember <laughs> a fucking thing that went on because this movie is bad. But you have to watch yeah. at least see the, the shitty costume and the non-chivalrous men that are in this movie. Yeah, it, it, and you might get a giggle out of it, but... Not Oof. very many. All right. Oh, man. That being said, my friends. All right, James. Tell them where they can find us if they want to listen to us after this bullshit. Well, right now, they can find me on the floor. I've about had it. <laughs> but they can find us on Facebook under What the Suck. We, we are on uh, Instagram, and we are on Twitter. When you go to Instagram or Twitter, put the uh, underscores between the words, and you'll find us much faster. We'd appreciate you following us. Yeah, uh, interact us with kn- us. Let us know what you think. Uh, we are we are most active on Instagram, just so y'all know. That is true. That's our biggest. That's our uh, should I say our biggest following and our most active following. Yeah, I guess it's just easier that way. Yeah, it's Facebook kind of, you know. Yeah, and Twitter is just a piece of shit. So, <laughs> um, okay, but where can they where can they find the podcast? 
Well, we are now on our, uh, I guess you would call it our main site is anchor.fm forward slash what the suck. No right. underscores, no dashes. Just all one word. All one word. And we are also still on CastBox. Good old loyal CastBox. CastBox, Spotify, yes. anywhere. Spotify. But if you go to anchor.fm, you can find us pretty much anywhere. Yeah. Well, if you go to that website, then you, they'll have different links for all the different um, places we're on. We're on pretty much, I mean, Apple Podcasts. We're on, on pretty much all the major places. So find us wherever your favorite one is. Uh, if you're listening to this on one you just you don't normally use, then you have one you do use. You can find us on there for sure. Most likely, yes. So go subscribe. Please. Go click the subscribe. Please. Click the like. Please. Uh, if you're on Apple uh please leave us a rating and a review so that people can more people can find us yes please share us yes and uh <laughs> uh yeah my brain is fucking fried yep i've had it yeah oh, what about you where can they find you james where can they find me like i said right on now the on the flow yeah okay but i am also on facebook please feel free to follow me my friends list um, unfortunately is getting almost full i've only got a few hundred left uh but I am on Facebook, James E. Bishop III. I am also on Instagram at James Bishop III. They wouldn't let a... me use a three because apparently I had tried to do that like five years ago and completely forgot the password. I didn't give a shit, so I just started a new account. Who cares? You mean like number three? Uh, yeah, I uh, tried to use the number three, and they said it was already taken. Yeah, it's already taken. So I don't, and I don't think it was taken by me. No, but it's it not. Doesn't, it doesn't matter. I don't give a shit. That's where you can find me. Love for you to follow me, talk to me, interact. Is there a, uh, a friend limit on Facebook or something? There are 5,000. You're at, almost at 5,000 friends? I got about 4,500 almost. Holy shit. Y'all better get in there before his shit fills up, y'all. I'm, I'm, loaded, down with, I'm loaded down with paranormal peeps. I got Damn. a lot of them. Damn. Damn. Get up in there, motherfucker. Anyway, I'm going to turn you poor folks loose. Have a good day. Hope you enjoyed the episode. We're going to go get a drink. God bless you. We'll see you next time. This is James, and if it ain't on what the suck, it ain't shit. This is Chris. That's for the, that's for the last anyway he said, and I'll <laughs> see you all at the next suck fest. Peace. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea.